Welcome everyone to the Showtime Zone. Are you a sports enthusiast like me? Then this podcast is just for you. I'll be bringing you the biggest news from the world of sports. Success, failure, storylines, and the raw emotion that comes with sports. Lately, we haven't been able to live and enjoy sports just the way we are used to and the way we love to. But let's not forget that sports has the power to get the best out of us, to bring people together, and to deliver unforgettable memories. Together, let's enjoy what sports has to offer. Week in and week out, I'll be bringing you everything you need to know about what is happening in the world of sports right now. Oh yeah, it's showtime. My name is Julian Terry, and I am your host of this podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Showtime Zone. Today we will be talking about one of the biggest events in the world of sports on a yearly occasion, which is the Super Bowl. This year between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. On top of that, we'll also be looking at what's going on in other sports around the world and we will crown a winner of the week and the fuck up of the week. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Super Bowl. Now, let me point out before I get into it, I was rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs like I was last year, and I did put a lot of money on the Kansas City Chiefs like I did last year. Just unfortunately, not like last year, I lost this time because, you know, they lost. So let's get into it. What happened? First of all, what a major, major fuck up. I mean, the Bucks absolutely dominated the Chiefs on both ends of the floor. Brady didn't even have to do anything. All he did was, you know, not fuck up, which is not at all what you could say about the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, defensively, absolutely awful. Played like a bunch of, I don't know, hormonal teenagers that were getting pissed off by their parents or by their little brothers and sisters. I don't know. It was awful. Getting penalties left, right, and center. They finished the game with 11 penalties that cost them 120 yards. Like, what the fuck, man? In the Super Bowl, really? They lost the game by themselves on their defense. I mean, yes, they did miss some very important people in their defense, especially their tackles. But come on, that was just fucking childish. And well, the Bucks just completely took full advantage of it. I mean, they were just consistent from the beginning until the end. And that's what fucking won them the game. I mean, on the city, Kansas City side... It was awful. Even offensively, Brady, oh, fucking Brady, Mahomes had no fucking chance. He was pressured more than any other quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl. I mean, what on earth is he supposed to do? He had not the greatest games, but he still had a great, I wouldn't say great, but good game for his standards. Great game for a lot of other standards. Uh, Through some amazing balls. I mean, those two... Those two throws he did it towards the end of the game, fucking falling down, being dragged to the floor, incredible. I mean, incredible. There's not a single quarterback that has ever been able to do that. That was nuts. But unfortunately, he also threw the ball twice into one of his receivers' face, and they were just not able to fucking hold on to it, which, you know, isn't really his fault either, but just proves that he wasn't really able to do much, even with fucking superhuman efforts, let's say. His two most effective weapons throughout the season and throughout his career, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, 
non-existent. Tyreek Hill, seven fucking receptions for 73 yards. I mean, what a fuck. In the first game they played this season, he had 200 yards in the first quarter. So, what's this? 73 yards? Yes, obviously they doubled him every single time. But come on, man. Non-existent. Travis Kelsey, 10 receptions, 133 yards. Okay, had more than 100 yards, but not fucking great. Plus, dropped two balls as well. I mean, it was just awful. It was so bad to watch. And the Bucks, they just took full advantage of it. I mean, they ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. And when they had an open play, they threw the ball. And Brady, I mean, Brady is just fucking Brady. 21 for 29 throws, 201 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. What more do you want? Nothing great, nothing bad, just consistent. Fournette, absolute beast, 16 carries, 89 yards, fucking one touchdown, murdered them. Gronk, living fucking legend. I mean, if there's any sports fan or any NFL fan that doesn't love Gronk, I mean, they just don't love the NFL. I mean, this guy is just... What we all wish we could be, I guess. Fucking hilarious, motherfucker. And two touchdowns. Guy was retired last year. Living his life, chilling on the beach, smoking some dope, and now comes back, scores two touchdowns in the fucking Super Bowl. Him and Brady also becoming the number one quarterback and wide receiver duo in the history of NFL postseason with 14 combined touchdowns. Congrats to them. Actually, the four players or five players even that scored on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team in the Super Bowl were not on this Tampa Bay team a year ago which is nuts which just shows what Tom Brady can do I mean Tom Brady comes to a team and they go from a seven and nine record to the fucking Super Bowl champs I mean crazy all the players that came Leonard Fournette Antonio Brown Grant came out of retirement Brady was obviously new the kicker, I don't remember his name, knew. All the dudes that scored in this fucking Super Bowl, all knew. Crazy. I mean, GOAT status achieved, Mr. Brady. Congratulations. And Mahomes, I mean, a lot of people say, uh, GOAT conversation is over now. Mahomes is never going to be the GOAT. You know, he lost to Brady in the one matchup, or the, you know, the one Super Bowl matchup. I don't want to agree with this. I get where people are coming from, but... I don't really want to agree with this. I mean, the guy is fucking ridiculous. Three three years in his career, two Super Bowls, or two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl MVP, one MVP regular season. It's crazy. The sky is the limit for this guy. And obviously in team sports, especially in America, with the salary cap, you never know. It's very difficult to bring people back to keep teams together. So, you know, it doesn't just depend on him. But he's in a great organization. His long-term contract is, you know, in the books, half a fucking billion dollars. And his big weapons also have long-term contracts. And Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, also his O-line. So, you know, the the foundation is there. So let's just see what, what they can do. But this guy can can do everything that anybody has ever been able to do at his position. So... Give him a chance. I mean, if he goes on and wins 10 fucking Super Bowls, granted, it's probably not going to happen because to win 10 fucking Super Bowls, that's just, you know, very unlikely. But if he goes on and wins and dominates, yeah, he might have lost this game. He might have not just lost it, but he got fucking beat. But he'll be in the fucking conversation. You can't end that conversation based on one game. Yes, Brady is 43 and he's mid-20s and 
he got his ass whooped by a granddaddy. But, you know, it's one game. One game in his entire career. Give him a chance. Let him prove himself over the next few years throughout his career. And let him win a bunch of Super Bowls. He is going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. So let's have this conversation again when, when the time comes. And also, who says that the Bucks ain't going back next year to the Super Bowl? I mean... Brady said already he's coming back. Gronk said he's probably going to come back. So that team is, is staying together. Evans, I read, offered some of his salary to keep the team together. One of the most unselfish superstars in the business. Kudos to him. So they're going to keep that team together. Like I said, Kansas is going to keep the team together as well. They had some injuries. They're going to be back. So who says that's not going to be the Super Bowl next year? Kansas City wins. It's one all. There we go. We're equal. So go debate open again. So let's let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. But talking about GOAT status, right now, very clear who the GOAT is. I mean, Mr. Tom Brady, it's ridiculous. The guy has seven titles, seven rings. Not a single NFL team, not a single NFL franchise has ever, in the history of the NFL, has seven rings. I mean, the guy, he's a single guy, and he has more Super Bowl wins than any of the teams in the history of the sport. That's just nuts. I mean, tell me another sport where, where that happens. I didn't check it up, but I'm pretty sure I don't need to check it up. That is ridiculous. So, you know, congrats to him. He definitely is the greatest of all time and maybe will be the greatest of all time forever. Who knows? You know, these are debates that we cannot foresee. Tomorrow might be, you know, Somebody else's go, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Patrick Mahomes seems to be the one who who can do it. Let's see at the end of his career what the numbers say. And then we'll have this debate again. But until then, so until at least another, let's say, what, 15, 20 years, Tom Brady cemented himself as the GOAT. And there's nothing anybody can do or say to prove that wrong. So congratulations, Tom Brady. That is ridiculous. So... Let's see where he ranks or who will follow him in the ranks, let's say, on, on the Mount Rushmore of, of uh, NFL greats or sports greats in general. Talking about sports greats, actually bringing that up. It reminds me of another debate, which I fucking hate, the LeBron and MJ debate. Come on, man. How can you say LeBron is not up there with MJ? I mean, actually, it's the LeBron, MJ and everybody else debate. Like, how can you say LeBron is not on the same level in the GOAT debate as MJ? People that say that just mind-blowing it's ridiculous like there's nobody in the history obviously granted i haven't been around the whole history of the nba but from what i've seen from what i've heard from what i've read from what people say it's just no way anybody is even close to that afterwards you want to debate mj and lebron fine that's subjective yes mj has more rings yes mj is undefeated in the finals but man mj is not lebron either lebron is a fucking tank he is not human is ridiculous the guy spends over a million dollars a year just on his body to keep his body in shape crazy 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 the guy's longevity is nuts i mean he is 30 what seven now 36 something like that and he is year in year out mvp candidate it is nuts mj didn't do that mj didn't face a 73 win golden state warriors team and overcame them so you can say what you want. I mean, LeBron is up there. And I think our generation or, or my generation's people, let's say, is always going to say LeBron. 
the older generation is always going to say, MJ, let's see what the next generation says, or if there's anybody down the line who could reach that level. I don't see anybody right now. Maybe Luca, maybe Giannis, but mm, not even, not Giannis, maybe Luca, let's see. But yeah, I think that's a, a debate for, for another day. But in my opinion, just, just to point that out, LeBron fucking go. I mean, LeBron, if I could meet anybody in the world, like athlete wise of all sports, it will be LeBron. What he does on the court, what he, how he treats his body, how he treats his mind, how he treats the people around him, how he makes everybody better on the team, but also off and outside of basketball, what he does for the community, what he does for the people, what he does for African Americans. It's, it's crazy. And the guy has an impact. People look up to him. The guy fucking built a school, you know, built a school for the people, underprivileged kids of his area. It's nuts. I mean, the guy is, is ridiculous. I have major, major respect for him. And if I could ever meet an athlete, he would definitely be the guy. I'm not saying he's my favorite athlete. He's not. He's up there, but he's not. But in terms of respect and, you know, just plain simple conversations that I would love to have, it would definitely be LeBron. Back to the Super Bowl, though. Next year, what's going to happen next year? Well, like I said, I saw this way too early uh, Super Bowl predictions or Super Bowl winner predictions. Kansas City was first on that. Bucks were fourth. So it's not in, you know, irrealistic that these guys see each other again in, in the Super Bowl next year. If I have to bet money, I probably would bet on these guys again. I mean, how can you bet against Tom Brady? Like ever again, especially now. They're gonna keep the same team. This team is good. This team is really fucking good. Their coaching staff is really good. So these guys staying together. How is anybody gonna beat them? I don't know. I mean, they've been unbeaten since they lost to the Chiefs in, in week 12. So they won what seven, eight games in a row now. They just got better and better and better. And I think they are just gonna continue getting better. So sky's the limit. Kansas, same thing. They just need to get their players back. Focus on, you know, not getting so many fucking penalties. I saw that they, over the last three seasons, no NFL team has had more penalties than them. Like, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, you won a Super Bowl last year, but that's not a recipe for winning a Super Bowl. So keep your hands to yourself and stop fucking getting penalties and stop costing people money because of that shit. Anyway, my prediction, way too early prediction, but my prediction next year, Super Bowl same teams unfortunately because you know people want to see new things but i'm looking forward to that i hope that's the super bowl next year kansas can get their revenge and hopefully kick brady's ass so mahomes is back in that goat debate and while we're at it way too early predictions back in that goat debate and also back in that mvp debate mahomes mvp putting my money on it way too early predictions but that means the odds are decent as well so mahomes mvp and same matchup again next Super Bowl. Let's see what happens. Once again, congrats, Tom Brady. Congrats, Tampa. Congrats, Antonio Brown, even though you're a dickhead. And congrats, Gronk. I mean, Gronk is, like I said, coolest motherfucker around. So the guy is a legend, living legend. Hope he comes back. Hope we get to see one more season of him. And hope we get to see that matchup again. And I can get my money back from my brother because... Yeah, I also lost money to him. It was a bad, bad day betting. Bad day betting, definitely. Anyway, getting away from the Super Bowl, moving on to other sports and other sports news and highlights. Staying in the States, though, 
NBA, NBA talk. I love the NBA. I fucking love the NBA more than the NFL. Even NBA is the fucking best. No, actually, I'm a, I'm a football guy. For you Americans listening, I mean soccer. But that's the one and only time I'm ever gonna say that word because it's fucking football. Okay. Anyway, NBA. Love the NBA. It's fucking dope. Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. That's my team. That's who I rep. I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player. And he is tearing it up this season. He had a few iffy games, especially in the beginning of the season. Definitely not in the MVP conversation, I would say. Or maybe top five. But, you know, I don't think it's going to last until the end. But he definitely had a few iffy performances. But holy shit, did he have some amazing performances. He is balling. He is fucking tearing teams another ass. I mean, it is ridiculous. Shots from everywhere. Like, he's always had crazy shots, but holy shit, man. Like, the shots he has this year, the things he's putting in this year is just ridiculous. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and I'm so sad about this, his buddy in crime for this season is out. Clay Thompson, fucking legend as well. I mean, he's doing a great job on the commentary table, but, you know, we just love to see him on the court with a splash bro i mean i'd love to see it and i'm sure a lot of other people would too but however they do have a lot of young promise they still have draymond green who had a ridiculous shot or shot making process yesterday i don't know what the fuck went through his mind but that was just stupid i mean when i saw that i was like what the fuck it's like eight seconds left at the end of the game down by three and he just chucks up a three from the half like half court line I think apparently he was hoping, you know, thinking that they would just foul him straight away because they still had a foul to give. And that's why he chucked it up to try and get the free throws, get three free throws, you know, like a freebie. But yeah, that clearly didn't fucking work. And they ended up losing the game by five. Steph's reaction, priceless. He's like, oh, Jesus, fuck, Draymond, what the hell is going through your mind? I mean, Draymond has a basketball IQ is unmatched like well not unmatched I mean LeBron has definitely the highest basketball IQ ever but Draymond's basketball IQ is is crazy high however every now and then the decisions he take are just mind-blowingly stupid it is just that simple and on top of that he also has a big mouth which is fucking cool though how can you not love Draymond's trash talking and mentorship also I've been watching a few games Mentoring Wiseman, I mean, they have a lot of young promise, young young talent, but Wiseman obviously being the biggest one of these and the most, you know, promising of these talents. And the mentoring has, has been great. So hopefully Wiseman can come back strong from that little injury that he has and the Golden State Warriors can get back to balling into winning games. They're around 500 team now. Hopefully they can improve that a bit. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs and let's see how, how that first round goes, whoever falls against them I don't think is going to want to fall against them I hope it's not the Lakers because you know I would like the Golden State Warriors to to get around further but in the end they're, they're not going to win the title not this year so hopefully the Lakers will do that for them and not let the fucking Nets win the title with that fucking big three I mean it's you kidding me fucking adding James Harden to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant love Kevin Durant obviously um but Kyrie is just a bitch and Harden is just a choker I mean it's it's just plain and simple. Plus, they all love the ball. They all they're all ball hugs. How the hell are they supposed to share? I mean, they are the most efficient and best offense in the history of the NBA. However, they're also the worst defense in the history of the NBA. And in every sport, there is the same mantra, and it's true. I would say nine out of ten times, offense wins you games, but defense wins you championships. And it's it's true. It's true most of the times. Obviously, there's exceptions, and the Warriors proved it. But it's very hard to prove that and to be that exception. 
And honestly, at least the Warriors could kind of play defense. These Nets are just fucking bismo when it comes to defense. Like, it's crazy. Apart from KD, just no one can play defense on that team. Like, Joe Harris is old, can't move. Kyrie, nah. Harden, definitely not. And Jordan, I mean, yeah, he can stand there, but that's about it. He can dunk the ball still. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's see what, what goes and what happens there. But I, I don't really see them winning winning and beating beating the Lakers. They're going to go far, definitely. But I hope the Bucks are going to whoop their ass. And if not the Bucks, then definitely the Lakers. Anyway, that was just, just general talk, just general me talking. What's going on in, in the world of the NBA? Apart from Draymond's crazy ass shot last night. Uh, the Knicks, they traded for D-Rose. That's pretty cool. D-Rose going back to Tibbs. Uh, his former head coach, D. Rose has played under every single Tom Thibodeau team. Like Tom Thibodeau took D. Rose to every single one of his teams. That's crazy. I mean, talking about class student or class favorite, sorry, that's definitely the fucking favorite. I mean, if that doesn't shout favorite player I've ever played with or I've ever had on my team, I mean, it does. So... It's good though. It's good. New York is, is is doing good. The Knicks, for for first time in a long time, let's say, are actually having a decent season, putting up some good games. They have some young, interesting talent on the team, playing hard, playing well together. It's interesting to see. It's nice to see. It's good to see that the Knicks are you know something again, and hopefully, it doesn't become a, a Nets town. I mean, it's never going to become a Nets town. It's a Knicks town, but still, hopefully, they can. Piss in the net soup, let's say. Um, but anyway, D-Rose back on there. He was there already a few years ago for a season. Wasn't that great, but this is a second chance under his favorite coach. So hopefully that can happen. D-Rose, one of the you know most amazing players, I think, in the history of the NBA. One of the most loved players in the history of the NBA. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and we all know it, he had those bad injuries that stopped what could have been one of the most entertaining and thrilling and successful careers in the history of the NBA. But at least we got to see a bit out of him. At least we got to see one MVP season, youngest MVP still to this day in the history of the league. Uh, let's see if Luca can beat that. Um, maybe Luca's fucking amazing too. But yeah, D-Rose gets that, gets that chance in, in New York, second chance in New York, moving on from the Detroit Pistons who, you know, fucking suck. Is just plain simple. They fucking suck. I mean, they have a few young, interesting players again, but I just saw Killian Hayes is injured, so there goes one of their promising talents. Anyway, Detroit, they suck, man. They're they're not doing anything. Not this year, not next year, not anytime soon. But, you know, that's also something we said about the Knicks, which was true for a long time, but they're back, finally. Julius Randle, been bowling, could be an all-star this year. RJ Barrett, good year. So let's see what what the Rose can do quickly also fucking Emmanuel quickly that came out of nowhere being balling also so hopefully the Rose can can be a mentor to him and we can maybe see the Knicks one of the biggest markets in the NBA back in in the playoffs let's see and last topic of the NBA the Utah fucking Jazz almost blew up last year because well because their two biggest stars couldn't see eye to eye and almost fucking ended up hating each other uh, but Donovan Mitchell seems to have forgiven Rudy Gobert. They seem to be on the same page, and they won 14 out of their last 15 games. Ranked first in the West, best record in the West, beating up the Lakers and the Clips. So that's pretty badass. That is pretty badass. Nobody, I don't think, expected that 
before the season. Let's see if they can keep it up. I highly doubt they will end up with the first seed in the West. And even if they do, I don't think they're going to make it very far. Don't think they're going to beat any of the LA teams. Denver, I would also pick ahead of them. And even if they would face Golden State as the eighth seed, I wouldn't necessarily pick Utah over Golden State, uh, depending on, obviously, the form at the end of the season. But, you know, let's see what Utah can do. However, right now, it's refreshing. It's cool. A small market team with two great talents. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is a fucking star, no matter what Shaq says. But, you know, Donovan Mitchell has been balling. He is fucking amazing. And Gobert. Gobert is an anchor, defensive anchor, two-time defensive player of the year. Doing great out there together. They seem to have found their way again. You know, chemistry goes a long way in team sports and super important when it comes to, to success. So they seem to have figured it out again. If not, they probably wouldn't be up there. So congrats to them. Let's see how long they can keep it up for and let's see how long they can entertain us for. Anyway, moving on from the NBA, coming over to Europe, football, real football, not fucking soccer football anyway what's going on in the world of football in europe uh transfer window closed recently which was big a few big transfers biggest transfer of the transfer window was Haller from west ham to ajax and they fucked up they definitely fucked up but i'm gonna get to that later in the show because that definitely deserves fuck up of the week anyway you want to know what that is stay tuned we will get to that in a few minutes. Sticking with Ajax, though, holy shit, what is going on? Major news, also from Ajax, another big fuck-up. This time, not the team's fault, though. Well, unless they knew about it, but probably not. I don't know, I'm guessing. Anyway, Onana, their goalkeeper, suspended for 12 months for violating anti-doping rules. Well fucking amazing the guy was linked to a huge money transfer which would have brought Ajax a lot of money which would have brought him a lot of money and that's probably never gonna happen again I mean maybe not never he'll probably come back but I mean being out for a year I mean yeah it's a goalkeeper but still being out for a year having that on your reputation that is not what you want so good luck to him he's a great goalkeeper hopefully he can get his career back back on track but yeah that that sucks. That really, really sucks. What else? What else happened in football? Oh, yeah. Liverpool got their ass whooped by City. 4-1. Jesus Christ. Three losses or three defeats in a row at Anfield Road after being undefeated for, like, I don't know, years. At least that's what it felt like. Three losses in a row. Now culminating in a 4-1 defeat to City. There goes the title. What are they? Ten points behind City now. One game in hand. 27 points worse than last year that's just crazy i mean if you look at the at the table the table is actually pretty similar to last year city has i think only a point more than last year leicester has in around the same points tottenham chelsea united they're all up there they all have in and around the same amount of points as last year it's just that liverpool is not as fucking dominating as they were last year i mean they were murdering everybody last year and this year they just seem to be well human so that sucks because they were really cool to watch, really fucking entertaining. So hopefully they can get back to that at some point, maybe next year, because this year's title, I would say, is out of the window. City looked very comfortable, very strong, have been undefeated in quite some time. 
and have a game in hand with 10 points more. So I think that's a pretty damn good argument to say they ain't losing the fucking championship, not to Liverpool at least, and definitely not to fucking United. I mean, whoever's suggesting that, stop the fucking drugs. I mean, yeah, they had a good stretch, but nah, come on. They suck. I mean, we're not suck. I'm a bit biased, but nah, that team is not championship ready. The football they play is ugly and the players they have they have some great players Rashford is fucking amazing but a lot of their players really really suck so not this year they're on a good way but not this year Leicester love Leicester man they have a very interesting court to their team playing very interesting offensive football so let's see what they do but yeah I don't think they have a chance even though they're really playing refreshing and offensive football they're just not as consistent and just not as strong and fully stacked, let's say, as, as City. City seem to be back to, to their old self, even though, like I said, they don't have many more points than last year. But they've just been really consistent in the last few weeks. So that's the key to success, consistency. I think the biggest teams in Europe have, have showed that over the years, whether that's Bayern, whether that's City, Liverpool, PSG the Spanish and Italian teams, being consistent is success. Winning the close games, winning the shitty games, that's the key to success. And that's what a lot of teams are not doing right now. A lot of teams that should be. Look at Spain. Look at Italy. Look at France. PSG is struggling. Juve is struggling. Barca is gone. Out of the title race. Disappeared. Real struggling a lot of times. Fucking Atletico Madrid is leading the league there. So that's interesting. And uh, let's see if they can keep it up. I, I would hope so. I mean, not that it's particularly a team that I like. Definitely don't like the coach, but, you know, he's an asshole, but he's a good coach. You, know, you got to give it to him. So let's see. It would be interesting, though, to see and nice to see that, that dominance be, be broken. I mean, fuck Real Madrid with that King's money and all their debts and fuck Barcelona with even more debts. So... Let's see what happens. Will Barcelona have to sell their entire squad? Let Messi walk for free? I mean, Jesus, who thought that would happen? I mean, tell me, anybody, one and a half years ago, two years ago, you would have predicted Messi out for free because he definitely hates it there and doesn't want to be back. And they have to, I don't know, save themselves, save their asses from bankruptcy and sell all of their players? Shit, I don't think anybody would have signed that. But let's see. Let's see. It's karma. It's karma. What goes around comes around. And let's see what other teams that will will happen to. What else happening in the world of sports right now? There's the Club World Cup going on, actually, in, in football. In Qatar, if I'm not wrong. In Doha. And is there not a game or a stadium somewhere else? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But what I do know is that the final is Tigres from Mexico and Bayern from Germany. So Bayern obviously, you know, expected and I don't think they're going to let anything happen in that final, going to win their sixth title of, well, if you count it to that last season, because they are there because of the achievements they did last year. So sixth title in a row, let's say, or in six different competitions. That's fucking, you know, ridiculous, but congrats. Good job to them. Uh, but Tigres, I mean, they've been balling. First team from the CONCACAF region to make it to the final of the Club World Cup. So that's pretty cool. French forward Gignac been balling since he's been there. And let's see. 
it could be interesting. I probably wouldn't put money on Tigris to win, but you know what? Why not? Why not? I'm sure the quote is ridiculously high, but you know, it's Bayern, so they're just too fucking strong. Definitely not going to lose that game, so definitely not going to put money on Tigris, <laughs> and I wouldn't suggest you to do it either. Don't put money on Bayern either because you're not going to win shit. I mean, yeah, you, you'll win a few euros, but yeah, not worth it. Make some cool little bets if you want, but that's just not worth it. And yeah, that's that's it, I think. Well, anything else interesting? Don't, don't think so. Nothing came to my mind. If you guys have any interesting suggestions, then feel free to, to send them in to let me know. I'll gladly check it up and, and talk about it next time, discuss it next time, bring you all the deets. And finally, let's get to the winner of the show, the winner of the week and the fuck up of the week. Winner of the week, I mean, clearly has to be, unfortunately, Tom Brady. How can you not give it to him? The guy is fucking 43 years old, just whooped. I mean, whooped the best team over the last two to three years in, in, in American football. The up and coming GOAT quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. He just whooped them. And like I said, he has the record for Super Bowl wins more than any franchise in the history of the NFL. Everybody doubted him. He left Belichick. He left New England, went to a new team, still won in his first year. Fucking mentality monster. So you got to give it to him. Congrats. Winner of the week. I mean, how can you not be the winner of the week when you just won one of the biggest events in sporting world, sporting history with the Super Bowl? I think only the Football World Cup comes close to that. I mean, Football World Cup final is probably biggest event in football and then probably the Super Bowl. It's debatable, but I would probably put it down like that. Second most influential and watched event uh, in the world of sports. And then fuck up of the week. I mentioned it before. I mean, it is ridiculous. West Ham United sold Hilaire for a fuck ton of money to Ajax. Ajax's record transfer. And they literally forgot to put him on the list for European football. They just forgot. So to explain to people who don't know, you need to send in a list of players that are eligible to play in the Champions League or Europa League, so European football, in order for them to be able to play. If you don't, those players that are not on the list are not eligible in those games. And that's the big money games. I mean, that's the games that everybody's watching, everybody's talking about. You have the chance to, you know, go far, make a lot of money, do good for yourself and your club. I mean, Ajax proved it a few years ago by going to the Champions League semi-final two years ago. That was amazing. Well, this year, probably not happening. I mean, that's not the reason for it or not the main reason, but how the fuck can you spend, what was it, like 25 million or something like that? I'm not sure I need to check that up. But anyway, record transfer, never spent that much more money on a player. And a week later, you forget to put him on the one and only most important list that you have to fill twice a year. Beginning of the season, halfway through the season, if you're still in the competition. They literally forgot to put on their most expensive dude, their forward, who's supposed to score all their goals and supposed to bring them, you know, closer to the title. I mean, that is just ridiculous. When it came out, they still kind of lowballed and were like, no, 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 let's see. But yeah, they've confirmed by now that they actually forgot to put him on the list and he's going to be watching those games from home. So congrats, Ajax. Congrats, Ajax Football Club. You literally easily 
won the award of the fuck up of the week. So congratulations if that means anything to you. Pretty sure you've had to endure a lot of shit take already. So I'm not going to continue pouring on you. And I'm just going to wish you good luck in the competitions. And hopefully next year, you know, you'll pay the person more money who's supposed to do that, I guess. So, you know, or maybe fire him and, you know, give an incentive. I don't know, something. That cannot happen again. So make sure it doesn't. Anyway, that will conclude this very first episode of the Showtime Zone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please follow the podcast, follow me on social media, and you will hear me next week. If there's anything that you would like me to talk about, please feel free to send it in to me. We'd love to check it out. We'd love to have conversations with you guys. I love sports. I hope you do too. And let's make it happen. Oh yeah, it's showtime.